Ready? Ready. Okay. <laughs> hi, I'm Karen. Hi, I'm... I almost said hi, I'm Lauren. <laughs> sure, that would have been wrong. And this is Downstage Left, a theater podcast where we talk a little, laugh a lot, and know nothing. Friends, I'm still without Lauren, even wow. though this dummy just tried to say, hi, I'm Lauren. Hi, I'm Julia. Sure, hi, Julia is still here because... Although this is a different day. Sure, of just to be clear, I'm not still here. Sure. <laughs> it's well, a different it day. Who knows? Uh, do you know what, though? I was thinking about it the last two episodes, and then obviously this episode. It's maybe like worked out okay without Lauren because this is all stuff we did kind of pre Lauren. Oh my God, are you yawning? I'm so sorry. Oh no. I was thinking about how we're on video sure, and I'm a fidgety how, mess with a blanket. Sure, how and... tired you are? Uh, no. But I, anyway, what I was saying was I think it worked out that it's without Lauren because this is all stuff that we did together show wise before Lauren really like fully signed on to the company and like to doing stuff with us. Not Oklahoma. Sure. Just the two <laughs> sure well sound of music and yeah. then this one that's what i'm For saying sure. but like th- i'm saying we're we're talking about things that she did not participate in oh, fully yeah, yeah, yeah. i got you i got you I got sure you. she was around for oklahoma and she actually was super helpful she came and helped out and did some front of house stuff you are fidgety stuff i know that. sorry calm down anyway uh but guys today we're gonna get into and this and here's the thing our also our other two episodes are very long because you and I are chatty dum-dums, but also because we just... This time. No, no, I don't know. If anything, this will be the longest one because we potentially have the most to say. Well, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Jeez. Louise. Sure. Today, we're going to talk about... All Shook Up. Woo! Because uh, this is the first show that I did with my company... It's, like, really the first show I really remember doing with you in, like, a, a more meaningful way. Me too. Uh, and it's a show that I think we both super like. I've referenced it before when we've talked about good and bad jukebox musicals. Love this show. This is a this is an excellent jukebox it's musical. It's pretty top tier. And in a way where people don't know about it, I sure. don't think. I also think underrated and under the mind. radar. It blows yep. my mind. It's I agree. so good. I just, uh, yeah. I already can feel myself being too talkative. <laughs> sure, it's fine. But I gave us a long runway. It's okay. All Shook Up is a 2004 American jukebox musical. Music from Elvis Presley and the songbook and book by Joe DiPietro, who we've talked about previously on this show, who you may, who you may remember from such work as, do we know his most, the, our favorite one that he's done? I know that you've talked. Oh no! Sure, he did it's- Memphis, which is Tony Award winning, but his most one of his most recent Diana. That's right. He <laughs> also did that. So a real wide range of for Joe. Oh, um, Joe, but, we love you for this one. But sure, all shook up is based on it's Elvis Presley music, but it's uh, Shakespeare's Twelfth Night, but it's still set in the 1950s. Sure, and so sure, sure. those two things, I think, uh, is what lends it to like it being so good, where it's not just like. Elvis music shoehorned into being songs. It actually has a good plot because Shakespeare yeah. is like pretty solid. Sure, because they stole it. No, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> I mean, a little bit. I'm That's teasing. Fine. I'm teasing. West Side Story is Romeo and Juliet, so like Correct. we all it's been done sure. before. Um, it's fine. So it opened uh, at the Palace Theater on Broadway, March 24th, 2005, and closed September 25th. 2005 after 213 performances and 33 previews. Directed by Christopher Ashley. He's another kind of broadway guy who's like around and done a lot of stuff sure. uh and the original broadway cast included cheyenne jackson jen i can never say her name isn't it like gambatisse yep sure uh jonathan hardery and it was it's been done it had a national tour it's been done in high schools and regional theaters um it's pretty great uh, we will, I think, potentially just get into it, and then we'll talk about potentially our experience kind of as we go. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, why not? Sure. Uh, I will say, when we did it, so, sure, we'll maybe more history. So, <laughs> this is the first show I did with my company when I started it uh, back in the day, and uh, I chose it for a number of reasons, although I don't remember any now. I I like the music. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I as I mean, I've talked about this before. Whenever I'm choosing a musical, especially you're a music person. I pick music first, and the you're a music arrangements. Person. It was a music company. Yeah, it's a music show. It's a music show. So the the arrangements in this show are so top, freaking good, top notch, just so good, and that top sold notch. it. And then I was like, well, what's this about? And here's what I will say. 
uh, in a way where we have talked about this offline, but I have listened to probably every musical theater soundtrack, Broadway, off-Broadway, that exists. Like, I don't always remember all of them, but I probably have listened to them at some point trying to find shows. Sure. And I got to this one somehow. I think I, like... Sure, I was about to ask you how you found this Sure, show. I think I was did the thing where I, I was, like, searching Spotify... Kind of like, deep dive? No, like, Spotify, play, like, Broadway playlist, and it ha- one song happened to be... You know, like, where they're, sure. like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. best of Broadway or yeah. whatever. But I was, like, deep down into, like, well, several playlists saying, later. Yeah. Um, and it was on there, and then I went and found the soundtrack and listened to it. Uh, and I fell in love with the music, and then was like, what's it about? Realized it had a good storyline... Looked Lots at the, of characters. I was just going to say, really good character breakdowns in terms of it really, truly is an ensemble show. And yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, and then was like, sure, this is what I want to do. I knew I had, sure, in a way where we just previously talked about precasting, in that way where you just, I would, let's not call it precasting, forecasting, just like yeah. projecting. I knew I had the right people. And it's just planning. It's We're correct. calling it precasting, but it's really just planning ahead and making sure you have sure. at least the right, like, demographic. Once a, sure. So that sure, is the like other pulling. piece. <laughs> sure. That's the other thing, is there are two versions of this show. The original Broadway version dealt with race relations, sure. and so it is a white versus African-American kind of feel. In subsequent licensing of this, they have made it so that if you are performing it in a non-diverse area, it becomes a class issue. So that if you have an all-white high school, or all-white cast, or all-white area, you can still do the show with its, like, original intentions. Sure, an all-white town. Um, But it just becomes a class struggle instead of a racial struggle. Sure. Which I think is nice that they did that because there's lots of shows out there that we obviously, like, we live in a pretty white neighborhood in which I am the diversity and (laughs) it's like you can't do certain, you just can't do certain shows and for good reason. Correct. But this is one that they've adapted it so that it is still within the spirit of the show but they've adapted it so it's not you going, well, we're gonna, like, do this thing. So. Sure. But we'll get into that. Um, it still to this day is... I mean, I get, like, a little bit of a sentimental, like, piece where I sure. think about it, and I still very much remember we when we did it, we had over 100 people at a full pit. I had the strong, probably, and this is really saying something because I've had many strong casts since, still to this day, probably one of the strongest casts that I've ever had sure. in terms of we had people singing leads that were obviously very strong. I had an ensemble no. that also could have been leads, and we, we could have cast a hundred different ways. crazy ensemble. We had a really, really good like, ensemble. And I, saying this as one of the people who was in it, yes, obviously were. not to be like, sure, you were incredible. Sure, because you were like 12. No, I know all of those people. Correct. Everybody in that cast. Has I, gone on to I something. I knew, and yeah. they all, I mean, obviously it was the first show that you did. Yeah. The people that were in your ensemble went on to be your leads. Correct. Grew that, up into correct. being released. That is absolutely sure. And here's the thing. It's funny because when you do a I little bit. I could list off. When you do a little bit of the roll call of people who were my leads in that show, um, Rach went on to do, got a degree yep. professional. Caitlin got a degree, yep. went on to do professional. James went on to get a degree and went on to be a professional. Sure, yeah. Like the, the list goes on. And then within the ensemble, a ton of kids too. So it's, I guess you. Sure, went on to be a professional. Went on to get a degree and be a professional. So, well, and even people in those ensemble yeah. went on to get degrees or do yeah. work on stuff. Sure, went on to do this more than just a hobby. We'll Correct. Say. Um. So, and here's the thing: sure, our town is so weird. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll get into it a little bit more. Kind of some thoughts and feelings, but you know, it's um. It it it's such a weird thing where I a lot of times I joke about. When we finish a show, I just immediately forget everything in a way where normally I have a pretty good memory and yep. whatever. This is one that it's still it's still with me. I can like think of very specific things that happened during the show, and we'll maybe talk about it when we get into it. But sure. um, we had a nice cozy cast of I think thirty six, thirty seven. It was like pretty small, uh, and it just. It, it was the perfect circumstances of things, and I think about all the people that came together for it to be that way, and I'll talk about that later. Um, but I'm also getting ready to do it this spring Woo! in my high school. So I'm pretty excited in which this is, like, pretty full circle for me to have done it initially. Yeah. Uh, it holds, obviously, a very special place in my heart. And you, I know, 
you is a music thing for you too but like many things sure for many things here i this is one to this day one of my favorite experiences i've ever had in a show sure as as we talked about last time the only until oklahoma the only the one only you've ever auditioned that I did for with you yeah. uh the full musical that i did yeah. with you one of my favorite because experiences i've ever had um sentimental i think because it's such a it's a good show sentimental yeah. on your behalf also like now that we are friends Mm -hmm. i can look back at it and be like that is so cool like that is such a special sure so sure maybe we'll talk about it now uh an an interesting i'm trying to to decide what i want to talk about because i will i like potentially will get like a little emotional about it no (laughs) um i i think i've said this to people before where i don't know like what your circumstances are in your life and like what your life holds and like how you go around with things but I hope that everybody has a chance to, whatever that feeling was or whatever, I will say, uh, I remember very specifically that first green room the, of opening night. Mm-hmm. And I was running around where it's one of the only times I've ever come out on stage before a show. Yeah. I try not, uh, sure, we talk about this in my high school program where I did it my first show in the high yep. school to be like, hello, I'm Karen and yep. like I'm the new director and like welcome and let's rock. Yeah. And I did it with this show too because I wanted to highlight some things and just do a little intro and be like, yeah, yeah. this isn't my new company, whatever. Yeah. And so we had, I had A to be dressed up. Yeah. Which if um if you ever come see a show that I'm directing or you're doing something and I'm usually in like a hoodie <laughs> or like yeah. just I look like I haven't slept in weeks because I probably haven't like it's just like a crazy time but I was dressed up I was in heels sure I remember uh, I had like my a black suit on and then I let um a very nice woman who I probably was not very nice to do my makeup and um my hair was just like my regular hair but like. She did, like, a face of makeup because everyone's like, we're going to be on stage. Like a full face? Like a full face of makeup. Sure, I don't remember this. Sure, you were... So this is the thing. So we were sitting and... <laughs> sure, here's some fun behind-the-scenes story. Sure, in a way where I can say, I have technically seen you in a full face of makeup sure. before. But if you ask me, I would say, no, I've never seen you sure, in Sure, because it's, it's not really... Sure, because I'm blessed with amazing Asian skin. You really anyway, are. Anyway. Uh, sure. Um... So this is what I had I had just finished painting a sign <laughs> and it was like four forty five maybe five o'clock. We had just hung it. Sure. And then hanging it up wet. Yes. Sure. We definitely hung it up with wet paint. Um and then we were running around and I was trying to get dressed and I was trying to I had like a speech Figure prepared. Out what you're gonna say. <laughs> sure. And I had a speech prepared and I've been practicing it and like Here's the thing. I we've talked about. I have no desire to be on stage, but I'm a good public speaker. Yeah, yeah. I'm good at addressing people. I wasn't scared of that, but it was like, it felt very, like moment. Like it just felt weighty, and sure, so I was like, I, wa- I don't want to f this up. I don't want to like get out there and trip over my words, whatever. So I'm nervous, and in a way, where like now I don't get this energy, but I was I was nervous, and so this woman is like trying to put makeup on my face. And I was, and she was just asking me like insane questions where she was like, oh my God, your skin is so great. And I was like, thank you. Just like finish. And then she's like, okay, oh my God, your hair. And I was like, please just finish whatever you're doing. I need to be done and out of this chair. Like we, I need to go. Yeah. And so I probably was not, I'm sure I was not very nice to her, but, um, so we finish and we get the full face makeup. I'm like dressed. The other like like challenge was I was on stage giving the speech and then had to run Backstage. the entire I had to run to the booth so I had to run oh. outside and there's no direct line so I had to run outside down the hall up the length of the theater and then around and then up the stairs for the beginning of the show to start because I was running sound so I, that's in my mind as well where I'll get to it but. I remember, sure, in which I had to kick off my heels to a stage person, kicked my heels off, and then sprinted barefoot to (laughs) the booth. That's how I did it every night. So I just remember we got done. I had, like... Sure, did you do the speech all three nights? I did. Okay. Um, So I was, like, nervous, whatever. We're opening. We had had a lot of things happen the week of. It was insane. And I just remember, and this is the part that, like, I hope everybody... Sure, I hope everybody at some point gets to have this moment or I recognize like how special it was for me to have this where I remember walking into the green room and everybody was like warming up but everyone we got into our circle yeah and 
I like can very clearly, distinctly remember it, where I looked around. What? Sure, it's. I told you, it's like kind of a thing where I like think about this, and I remember just. It was like I said, it was like a small group. It was like thirty-five-ish yeah. people. I knew all of you, yep. and I had worked with most of you previously in some capacity. capacity. And I just remember looking around and why, like, why would people, even if you'd worked with me before, it was probably maybe like once or twice at the most, why would you trust me and come with me to do, like, a show when there was no, there wasn't really, like, a great reason to trust that it was going to be good or right or any of those things? And I just remember looking around and thinking that that moment was, like, a really special moment because who gets that? Who who gets moments like that where you are surrounded by people that trust you and love you and just want the best for you and have come together to make that happen for you? And i every i in that moment it was like I could feel that nobody wanted to let me down, sure, and that everybody was like there, and that everybody was gonna do the very best that they could because they wanted me to succeed, and they wanted all of us to i mean we all wanted to succeed, yeah, but it is a moment that i sure it's why I'm like a little. Sure, you are really giving me some kind of side eye right now, but Perfect, because you're a little emotional. Sure, because it is such a feeling that, like I said, um, heretofore has never been repeated, and I don't think I don't think ever will be. But sure, it's just it was such an overwhelming feeling to have everybody just like there and mm-hmm. like wanting to be there and giving up weeks and nights of their lives and being away from families and stuff to do this. Um, and I remember I saw, I think I locked eyes with like Bart Reed and he just gave me like the most reassuring, like dad smile that everything was going to be great. And, and it was, and I, I remember, I, I think I said some nice things and then I left. Like, I don't, people will know in my program, I don't do green room very, I just, you guys warm up, I come and I say my speech and then I leave and whatever. But, um, and then I went out and we did it. And I'm, like I said, it is to this day just like one of the best feelings I think I've ever had and it was like I said we would go on to have a a wonderful run of nine plus years and like you said all the kids in my ensemble turned out to be my leads four or five years later and it just you know it never ceases to amaze me how many people like I said for that first one where it just was untested and just nobody knew and it could have really been shit and we didn't know and uh, that everybody kind of came along for that really was something. And, you know, like I said, the show holds a really special place in my heart just because of those types of things. Um, uh, so, sure. So if you're in my high school program, don't mess it up. Sure. Just I hope people who are in the show listen to this. Sure. Maybe. Just some of them. I just think of some of the people that were in the cast and... Sure. I, I don't hope know. If, listen to it. Well, I don't know if people know how much it meant to me. That's, and I don't, yeah, that's and even, maybe what I mean. Well, and even in the moment, I don't know. Like, it's it's a little you don't bit. Know if in, you knew? In the moment, I think I did, but certainly hindsight, yeah. 2020, a decade later, you know, you have some, some miles on it, but um, it is still, like I said, to this sure. day. Um, sure, in the in the Paywall podcast where we talk about it, it in some ways, it it would set the tone for how we did things going forward yeah and so i hope people sure to your point if you're listening you were in it and you have any thoughts and feelings about me um that was always the motivation for us to do things and there was never a motivation to anything but to recapture that feeling and make sure for as much as people were there for me for me to show up and be there for them and to always represent it in that way so um it was like I said, it was a really special thing. And to look back and think about all of you guys who were in it, it's like, it's funny how many things did come full circle. Yeah. And how many people, in, like you said, in that ensemble Went would swing to, around yeah. to be leads for me and later stuff. Um, yeah. And like I said, I mean, sure, we could get a cast list out in which, like, you went on to it. Anna George, Stephanie, Emily, um, um, Ian. 
Um, yeah. I mean, it's the list goes on and on. I mean, and even in different capacities. Nancy sure. does Nancy's other stuff. directing. Megan. Um, Megan yeah. does other stuff. Yep. It really is. Sure, Megan didn't do the show. No, she didn't. I just, sure, I just was like, sure, Megan didn't do the show. But um, Heidi still, you know, sure. it's 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 really something to see. Um, and even the adults, like Becky's still doing directing yep. now and has a high school program and, you know, all those things. So anyway, sure, that was. Okay. Sure, shout out to all of you. Except for some of you, you know who you are. All right. <laughs> Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, we're going to start Act 1. The other interesting... Sure, I will say, too, this is based on the current licensed version because the original Broadway version was batshit and not as good. I actually think the way that they have it now where it started... The original started with Love Me Tender. It opened with sure, Love Me Tender. Weird. And now it opens with Jailhouse Rock, which is a banger, banger. of an over. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I, guys... Sure, let's talk about When You Almost Died. What? A different time. No, just kidding. Well, okay. So one of the reasons why I wanted to do the show is because I had, like, I did not direct the show, I will say. Michelle White directed this for me. I just produced and sure. did all the, I'm running a company. Sure, sure, sure. Stuff. Um, but I had, this was the only thing that I gave to her that I was like, I this is, this is what I want. And we had, our set was one of my favorite sets still to this day. It was basically a 10-foot platform that ran 24 feet across the stage and then had stairs going up to it on either end. I will maybe post this picture because I love it so much. Sure. Uh, I had in my head a red background and dancers silhouetted on this platform. Sure. And we did it. And, and sure, so it's the one show, of the coolest pictures of me that ever existed. Sure, because you were one of the people up on that 10-foot platform. I because was. Because Heidi Weichel, who choreographed for us, said, who can we put up there? And we said, let's pick the lightest kids we can. I don't know about, <laughs> I don't know about this. It's on. Sure. It was on casters. Tiny so, kiddos. Sure, so we picked the smallest people where we were like, it'll be fine. Sure, and, we were one and of thinking them. back, uh, real tiny, the boys are the funnier thing maybe correct. to think about, in which it was the tiny boys that made it up onto that platform. That is correct. Uh, so the show opens somewhere in the Midwest in the 1950s. Chad, a hip-swiveling, guitar-playing roustabout, is being released wow. from prison, Jailhouse Rock. This is also one of my favorite numbers that we have ever done. Sure, it's one I of... I might post it. Sure. It's a... No, definitely post the sure. picture. It's a good picture. Well, I might post the number. Oh, sure. Love that. Uh, one of my favorite... Ah, oh, sure. Shout out to you, Heidi Weichel. Sure. Some, some of, of my favorite choreography dancing choreography I've ever done for in my many, entire career. My joy, sure, it's some of the best, uh, period. My favorite is many years post the show, we would do shows with kids from All Shook Up, and they we'd be at a cast party, and they'd be like, let's do the choreography. Like, it's stuck with people, <laughs> and I would send her videos. The A little thing about Heidi. So Heidi had choreographed... Um, Sound of Music and Into the Woods for me when I produced those shows. And so we were, I said, but I'm starting a company. And this is what I did. And, and she will now recognize and you will recognize as a very Karenave move. We were at my house for Christmas. We were having like a party. And I was like, listen to this soundtrack. And I said <laughs> nothing else. I just said, let's listen to this music. Because that is the strength of this show. Oh, yeah. Is the music sure. is so good that I was like, just let's listen. I'm going to put it on. And so we put on All Shook Up. And she's like, yeah. Oh, my God. I really love it. And I was like, yeah, cool planted the seed and then i was like i'm thinking about starting my own company and we kind of got into that and i said i'm thinking about doing this show remember the music we listened to at christmas and she was like yeah and i said there's only four group numbers you would need to choreograph now oh that is not a lie no that but is it's, correct it's however not a lie but it is sure there are so many other number like smaller group numbers so but like they're like three or four people or two oh. or one so i didn't lie technically and then we cast her in the show. <laughs> so Heidi would, uh, sure, that was the last thing Heidi would choreograph for me outright, where she did some stuff for Fiddler and some stuff for Wiz, but sure. um, I, I may, she was like, Karen, and I and I appreciate it, but here's let me tell you, it's some of the best choreography um, to date that I've worked with, sure. in which it fits so well. And the, the key greatness about Heidi, who that I loved in several iterations of things that she did for me, she choreographs and makes people who cannot dance look, look like dancers. Yeah. And she will not choreograph like a step touch in the background for people who can't dance. She finds ways to still make it look like they're doing some kind of intricate choreography when they're not. Yeah. And because she was a performer and sang and dance at the same time, she choreographs for singers. So sure. that you are not 86 miles out of breath 
and trying to sing your belty time yeah. because you had to do too many steps. So, uh, you know, she's, she's sure still one of the best to this day. Sure. Good. She's, she's an HR. She's literally like a VP. Like she's not a choreographer. She could be though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. She's um, got like cute kids now and stuff, you know. Good fun choreography. Yeah. Great, great number. Sure. I maybe will try to find, I have a video of this. I'll try to post it. Anyway. Uh, sure. So we, uh, Chad gets out of jail and it's very funny. There's a fun little moment with the warden where he's like, all right, you're getting released. Uh, I got a letter from my daughter and and Chad's like, okay. And then he's like, and my wife, Chad's like, that's right. And then he goes, and my mother. And so it's like, you get the sense of Chad of as being like a little bit of a player and like a charming, like kind of guy. Uh, he leaves, and we cut to a nearby dreary little town. Natalie, a young mechanic, is dreaming of love and adventure while she yearns for one true love to take her away. But she doesn't realize that her best friend, Dennis, has a secret crush on her. And, sure, they don't sing Love Me Tender here, but uh, it's fine. Um, sitting in Sylvia's, the local honky-tonk, the whole town sings the blues, Heartbreak Hotel. Listeners, just a quick heads up. Uh, there are so many names in this show. Oh, sure. Well, there are so many characters. Sure. Uh, so sorry in we'll, advance. We'll swing back around and it'll be okay. They all kind of get, honestly, introduced here. Uh, Natalie's widowed father, Jim, enters and joins in until they're interrupted by the roar of a motorcycle. The other thing we meet in, um, Heartbreak Hotel is, so here's who, here's who you need to know. Sylvia is an adult woman who doesn't has a, have a husband and she has a daughter, Lorraine. Jim is a widowed father. His daughter is Natalie. Dennis is Natalie's friend. Chad is the roustabout we met in the beginning in Jailhouse Rock. That's it. Uh, the motorcycle comes through. Uh, it's Chad, and he sings roustabout. I'm just a roving roustabout. Sure. Uh, Chad is in need of a mechanic, and he's introduced to Natalie, who is instantly smitten one night with you and promises to fix his broken-down bike. It's a great recurring musical theme. Yep. So, essentially, when he enters, there's a musical hit, and then they sing, it blacks out and does, like, a fun um, spotlight in which she sings One Night With You, and then this will reoccur throughout the show in a very funny way. Um, The whole town gets smitten by Chad, essentially, and Chad inquires about excitement in town. He wants to know what's happening, very much in, like, a Fiero enters Wicked kind of way. Oh, yeah. And soon discovers the Mamie Eisenhower Decency Act outlawing loud music, public necking, and tight pants. Chad <laughs> then seeks to incite some rebelliousness in the citizens. Come on, everybody. Another great song. Sure, this is another great song where um, he basically, this, this is like like almost his footloose moment a little bit of like, yep. he kind of gets everybody going and it's the thing where everybody's in like sad, dreary clothing, yep. like just like sad grays and like, the blue you know whatever and he essentially touches the jukebox it comes to life with magic quote unquote and everybody then starts dancing and having a good time and we have a you have an on stage costume change transformation in which the people's like clothes fly off into like colorful clothing yeah and then the rest of your ensemble just leaves and gets a costume a quick a quick change off stage and then back on for the rest of the song sure uh, would you like to talk about your experience with that? Uh, sure. You were in one. You were in the on stage. Sure, I was in. I was in the on stage. Sure, we let you be a dancer. Group. Sure. Weird. I was a. Sure, I was technically a, like a one of the featured. I ended up being like a featured dancer a couple times, which is ridiculous. If anybody knows me or has seen me dance, sure, she got especially long, back then. arms and legs. I mean, folks. now I mean I don't want to talk too bad about myself you, now because i am like no, literally but, a professional but what's the thing is you're a singer who moves you're not a dancer who sings uh, correct a hundred percent i i am a singer first always and i can dance but then sure. back right. then definitely not sure. how as, old were you when we did this show sure i it was um Four, it was the summer after my freshman year of high school so i was 14 sure you were small yeah right yeah yes sure you were a child okay um sure so you were on stage doing some partner work yeah i was on stage sure me and shout out to jeremy uh good friend we had a great time we practiced our oh man i don't know how i don't know how privy you are to any of this sure we practiced that partnering section sure so much can i tell you we practiced it so much Oh my gosh. I don't know if I knew that, but I do. I remember I got I have distinct video. memories of Becky 
watching us do it in the hallway, sure. watching us do this section in the hallway over and over and over again and being like, well, until you can do it right every time, like, wow. you need to keep practicing. Basically, wow, I like, love that she cracked that whip on you. Well, because there was a trick. I should, just to be yes. clear, there was like a, like a fancy trick lift thing. And it was like, we were getting it like, like, I don't know. Basically, basically she was saying like, we got it one time and we were like, yes, we got it. And she was like, no, you don't. You got it one time. Well, you need to keep going until you can get it like fair, every time. Two 14 year old dancer non like high school no, non yeah neither of us were dancers they're doing fine uh, and that poor kid i mean i was as tall as him you were so uh, he was like trying to lift me on his back <laughs> sure. well i will say one of my favorite things about fuse in general uh and the fact that we rehearsed through summer yeah. like into the beginning of summer is that occasionally we would lose kids to a very like a quick vacation yep and I'm going to be honest, one of the things I miss is kids sending me videos of them working on choreography. Away. Away from yeah. Prague, from sure. Myrtle Beach, from Florida. And that, like, it warms my heart, even to this day. Um, sure. Yeah, it, it's a, it, here's the thing. It's one of my favorite numbers. It's also when I discovered that there's a whole generation of kids that don't know how to whistle. Because there's a quick whistle in this song that everybody was like, oh, I don't, I don't know how to whistle. Sure, I'm one of them. I know. It's, I can't whistle. It is bananas to me. Guys, if you're out there and you don't know how to whistle, get find the YouTube tutorial and get on it. No, thanks. It's a good skill to have. Is it? Yes. It so is. I can do what? Cat call? It's yeah, weird. exactly. That's what sure. I thought. It's weird that you. that's what you went to for whistle is just only cat calling. Because that's what I think of. Because I'm a woman. America. Misogyny. Sure. Sometimes you can use whistling for just, you know, like whistling. I, I feel comfortable knowing that I can never cat call somebody. Well, you can still cat call someone With without whistling. Okay, Jesus. Okay. Just so we're clear, you can still cat call people without a whistle. I know. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> what in the world? Uh, Sure. So Chad gets everybody all hot and bothered, essentially, and they run. Off. Sure, that is what happens. Everybody, bud. Oh, right. Everybody yes. kind of like collapses in a heap of like nonsense. Sure, and they all run away, and it's great. Uh, Na- while Natalie fixes Chad's bike, Chad seeks to inspire her to take the open road, and they sing Follow That Dream. Sure. Um, which is like very cute because she's very awkward and weird around him, which I th- is hilarious. Um, after Chad exits, Natalie, in an attempt to look more attractive to Chad, puts on the only dress she owns, a tattered old one she uses to clean the car engines. It's got, like, a big old grease smudge on it. We did not do that correctly in our show, but that's okay. Um, Chad asks Dennis to become his sidekick, and Dennis accepts. Uh, sure, in which it's a funny thing where Dennis knows Chad is, like, a rival, in a way where he's, like, Hey, buddy, you better get out of here because he sees that Natalie is smitten with him. Um, they He becomes his sidekick. Soon, glamorous Miss Sandra appears, and Chad is instantly in love with the museum owner. She's a museum owner, and sings One Night With You reprise. And then once again, it's that funny thing where she appears, you get the music hit, and it's right into that same yeah. mu- light cue of One Night With You. Yep. Chad tries to smooth talk her, but she resists. And they sing Teddy Bear Hound Dog. Yes. This is probably one of my most favorite mashups of all time in which... It's great. It's so good. It's... I might try... I have footage of the first rehearsal of this, too, and it's great. And I'll tell you what. We... When we did this, we had that very first rehearsal with the four... My four people. And Joel, Rachel, James, and Heidi. And they nailed it because they're all good singers. And... It's such a good, it's so, it's just so good. It's yeah. a good mashup. It's a good use of both those songs. And it moves the plot along. That's the other yep. thing is all of these songs move the plot along in a way that I think, we've talked about this before in some jukeboxes, that don't do that, and it's bad. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Moulin Rouge. I don't mean to drag you, <laughs> but like, sure. some of your songs don't make any sense. Correct. And why are you singing them? I mean, I love that for you, Aaron Tveit, but, like, what's happening? I mean, I love him. I know you do. Oh, sure. I love him. Sure. Are you going to make it? I love him. Sure. <laughs> I just do. I know. I'm not worried about that. Okay. Uh, later that day at Sylvia's Honky Tonk, Natalie enters in her greasy dress, and Lorraine has her change into one of her dresses. It's clean and cute, and Natalie looks lovely. She, I love that that's what the Wikipedia says. It, it is what it says. Except for... No. Okay. She rushes off in pursuit of Chad. When Sandra enters, Jim also falls in love with her, even after having just agreed, agreed upon the benefits of being alone in life with Sylvia. 
And then we get another reprise, reprise. of One Night With You, again with Missandra, sure. and it's very funny. Um, and it's the thing where they're kind of lamenting, where Sylvia's like, I don't need a man. It's great. I love being single. It's yeah. fun. And she kind of convinces Jim. But then Jim is like, nope, just kidding. I'm hot for Missandra. So an interesting thing, one of the reasons why we ended up, uh, Heidi was absolutely the right person to play this part. Yeah. But one of the reasons why we had to pivot a little bit is at the time Heidi was, I think, maybe 20, 20, no, 21, 22. I don't know. Sure. She was like not in school. She was out of school because you cannot have your 45 year old guy playing gym fall in love with a kid still in high school. It's sure. weird and kind of, we, this no, is the, well, this is the Pratt Falls of community theater is you're like, Oh yeah. So Heidi was like absolutely the correct choice in general. Like even if that hadn't been the case, she was absolutely the right person for yeah. the role, but it helped because we had to, we couldn't have Jim. He was like my daughter's ages. Like he had yeah. kids in in the show that were like in high school. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. So he is smitten with Miss Sandra, uh, Mayor Matilda. We haven't really talked about her. She's the one who had made the decree and like outlawed necking and all the stuff. Yeah, she enters with her son Dean. She also has her Sheriff Earl, who is silent. She never lets him get a word in edgewise. But her son Dean is back from military school. Uh, They enter, and Dean and Lorraine make eye contact and have a little moment before he's scurried away. But Dean comes back and tells Lorraine that he thinks she's beautiful. Lorraine is thrilled. Chad then convinces them that they would be a sweet little couple, and they sing That's All Right. Sylvia interrupts and kind of takes over the song, uh, and Dean runs away, and he see ya. And he leaves... Um, and basically she's like, that's not all right. Like you can't, you can't be in love. Look what happened when I, this yeah. is what happens when, how old was I when I had you? Yeah. 16. So we should explain, um, this is, uh, the, the conflict in the show. Uh, yes. so Lorraine and Sylvia are the lower class. Sure. They, they run a honky tonk. Yeah. You know, Jim's a mechanic. Yeah. Mayor Matilda, upper class. This is the class struggle in which Dean and Lorraine... So in the original, Lorraine is black. Yes. And Dean is white, and that's the conflict. In the sort of revised, it's the class... Which, honestly, would have probably been the same... Similar issue as well, just not the one they focused on. Yeah. So uh, that happens. Um, Later that evening... Sure, this is coming up to your favorite song. Dean tells her the terrible news. They're about to be separated. His mother told him he's being sent back to military school hopelessly in love dean and lorraine decide to run off together so leading up to it they meet at the bus stop and lorraine goes to stop dean because he's getting on a bus to go back to military school and they have a lovely lovely duet and sing it's now or never sure i i love a duet you do um love a duet in general in general they're my favorite sure um Sure, I need a duet partner. If you're out there and you're listening and you're a good singer, I mean, just hit us up. I would love to know. Sure, I guess email the pod and I'll sure. forward it along. Uh, it's a cute song. Dean gets on the bus. He's And actually, in the Broadway version, a fun time. He gets on the bus. The bus starts moving. She's pedaling a bike, like chasing after the oh, bus. Oh, sure. Uh, and, sure, I'm going to try to figure out how to do that. Um, <laughs> and then the bus drives off and you see Lorraine. She's kind of heartbroken. And then Dean runs back on stage, and they decide to run away together. Sure, cute. Chad, Dennis, and Natalie later meet at her garage, but Chad is too distra- is soon distracted by the appearance of Miss Sandra, trying to sing to her, but it doesn't work. Natalie is intrigued by Dennis's new hunting cap and comes up with the idea of dressing like a like a Chad-like figure to become one of the guys. So her she puts on this hunting cap, and essentially is like. I kind of look like my cousin, uh, you know, I'm going to, uh, this is how I'm going to get close to Chad. I'm going to become one of the guys and become friends with him. Fun fact on the Sunday of our show, we forgot to bring the hunting cap on. It's literally the catalyst of moving this pro- plot point along of disguising her as a man. For some reason, Joel forgot it. And then he was already on stage and went bye and l- exited. And we were like, where is it? Cause she has to have it on the whole rest of the show. Yeah. And so it was like a whole thing. Rach handled it amazingly by just pulling her hair back and putting the grease on her face like a beard and calling it a day. Yeah. Uh, but uh, basically, uh, Natalie decides to do this and becomes Ed, essentially. 
So Chad bemoans Sandra's lack of attention, uh, and Dennis comes up with an idea and volunteers to take a Shakespearean sonnet to her. Chad agrees. Before Dennis leaves, a leather-jacketed roustabout rides into town, blue suede shoes. Uh, It's Natalie dressed as Ed. Chad is excited and immediately asks Ed to be his new sidekick. Sorry, Dennis. What a burn. Kind of. After a short argument between Dennis and an out-of-character Ed, Dennis agrees, in which this comes back to play where he's in love with Natalie. He'll do anything for her. And so he's like, okay, you can be his sidekick and I will kick rocks. Um, Jim suddenly enters, and for fear of being recognized by her own father, Natalie rushes off. Jim tells Chad that he's in love with a woman who doesn't love him back. Chad gives Jim a much-needed lesson in coolness. Sure. And they sing Don't Be Cruel. And it's very fun. In it's which, a hilarious song. Um, I loved our guys doing it. Oh, it was so very good. fun. Uh, but essentially, he's like, you gotta pop your collar and snarl your lip and mess up your hair. And it's, it's great. Um, and again, a great use of the music. Ed arrives at the museum and gives Sandra the sonnet. Miss Sandra is so moved by the sonnet that she finds herself drawn to this strange-looking young man. We get One Night With You, I think our final reprise, where she falls in love with Ed. Uh, Ed tries to leave, but Sandra is intent on seducing him. Let yourself go. Sure, this is another fun song. Sure. They're all fun. I don't, I mean, uh, I keep saying that, but. She's in the statue garden, and all the statues come to life. And she, it's, it's Ed trying to leave because Ed is Natalie. Not in love with Miss Sandra. Um, Mayor Matilda is cracking down on the immoral behavior. So all throughout the show, you in like the scene changes and like breaks like that, you have people running across where like before everybody and it's like kids like kissing and like holding hands and like hugging and like running. It's Being very fun. Immoral. Sure, necking. Necking uh, in public. Sure. Mayor Matilda is cracking down on the immoral behavior. Uh, now running rampant through town, she comes upon a couple kissing, and she's stunned to see that it's her precious Dean <sighs> kissing Lorraine. Oh my gosh! Dean and Lorraine run off into the night, Necking <laughs> sure. publicly. Sure, Matilda in promises to throw Chad in jail for what he's done. <gasps> Ed tells Chad that in order to avoid jail, he should hide in the abandoned fairgrounds just outside of town. Chad runs off, and Ed runs off after him. Jim, now dressed like Chad, enters and asks Sylvia if she's seen Sandra. Sylvia tells Jim that he's crazy to fall for a woman like that, and Jim admonishes Sylvia for having grown cold and bitter. Wow. It's really a moment where she's just like, you look like a fool. And he's just like, you are the fool for not believing in love. And then he kisses her. He kind of does this surprise thing where he grabs her and kisses her. I don't remember this. Sure, bud. And that stuns her into coming alive sure but why does he kiss her sure it's just because he gives her a very surprising kiss yeah but why because he's like you gotta feel alive and then he kisses her oh okay sure sure bud 14 year old you maybe not interested sure in i wasn't paying attention sure. to the like adult storyline story yeah. where she's like dead to the world and then he kisses her and she's like huh <laughs> yeah pretty much uh sylvia suddenly falls for him which, here's the thing. It's not suddenly. The no, no, no. There are references. The whole show is them, like, re- like co-parent, like, talking about parenting and, like, yeah. talking about how their kids are growing up. So they've been friends. Well, and their kids are close, too. Yes. So they've been friends for a minute. Yeah. Like, that's the part. That's nice. Uh, soon, everyone in town finds themselves escaping to the fairgrounds, searching for someone to love. We close Act 1 with Can't Help Falling in Love. And this is, like, genuinely one of the best arrangements, I think, out there of any song. It is. I got to sing this on my contract. Yes. Um, and it was great. We all loved it. We all had a great time singing it. It's a great arrangement. Sure, in a fun way where you got to this during rehearsals and went, I'm good. I know it. Correct. He was like, Julia, your part. And I was like, soprano? Know it. And he was like, huh? And I was like, no, no, no. I've, I have done this I song before. This several Multiple years. times. Uh, sure, I know a few times. Yeah, uh, I know the song like the back of my hand. Thank you so much. Uh, I will tell you, <clears throat> sure, in a show moment like this is sure. I don't know if you know all these stories, not um, all of them, but I think I know this one. I would stand at the back the way that I choreographed it in that moment of crescendo and like it's a huge hit. It's everyone's moving around and then everyone faces forward, so the wall of sound is such that it's kind of going around and then it faces forward yep and i was in the booth every night doing sound and uh it made me cry every night sure every night i cried in the booth because it sounded so good yeah and just from a like pure like musical standpoint 
it made me cry every night. Sure. Sure. Good stuff. Sure, I'm like a like a big crybaby. Yeah, kind of. Sometimes. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. So, that ends Act 1. It's a great, in a way where the way they retooled it now, you're opening Act 1 number, banger. You're closing Act 1, banger. Opening Act 2, banger. Correct. We open, in the midst of the abandoned fairgrounds, the citizens of the town are restless and randy. Ooh. <laughs> randy? Sure, who's randy? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> and they sing All Shook Up. I also love this arrangement oh gosh, in which the second so half of the arrangement good. in which it's like that. It's just that driving beat. It's so good. And it's the overlapping of the two parts is great. Uh, Dennis comes upon Natalie, who's still dressed as Ed. And Dennis reveals that he's upset about the way Chad, Chad treats her. And he sings, it hurts me. This um, is one of my favorite. Sure. It's a real number where he, Dennis doesn't, he's in a bunch of numbers leading up to it. Yeah. But this is his big like number. And it's like a big number. It really it, is. It, it could like in a way where any other show would be the eleven o'clock number. Kinda, yeah. But it's not. Uh, Natalie insists that Chad is the only guy for her. In an attempt to win Chad, Natalie convinces him to teach her as Ed how to seduce a woman, and she ends up. And he goes, "Well, you gotta go in real slow." And while he's kind of doing this, it's she has like a moment in her mind, and she sings a little less it's conversation. The, like, inner monologue. Correct. While it's he's a, talking. It's a little less conversation. It's so good. Ugh, when we did great. it, we always took it too fast. Sorry, Rach. Um, but in the process, because they're kind of like revving each other up, Ed winds up kissing Chad. Chad is stunned, and Ed runs off as Jim enters. Chad reaffirms his masculinity by singing Power of My Love with Jim, Chad, and Sandra. It's like a really great trio. Yeah. Um, she, like, comes sliding in. We had Heidi slide down a pole into it. Like, it was great. Uh Jim and Chad suddenly realize they're both in love with the same woman. Sandra enters look lustfully looking for Ed. So, just to recap. Dean and Lorraine, solid teenagers, in love, love wrong side of the tracks, though, can't be together. Sylvia, in love with Jim. Jim in love with Sandra. Chad in love with Sandra. Sandra in love with Ed. Ed is really Natalie, who's in love with Chad. Dennis in love with Natalie. Yep. That's everybody. Great. I think so. In that, yes. Uh, Sure. Jim uh, Jim confesses his love for Sandra, but she doesn't even remember meeting him. Heartbroken, Aww. he slinks off, and he has a moment when he's like, I am an idiot, and kind of leaves. He's kind of heartbroken. Uh, he slinks off. Ed enters, and after a short argument, Sandra agrees to leave Ed with Chad. Angered with his discovery of Sandra's feelings for Ed, Chad is about to hit him, but he realizes that he can't. So it's that thing where, like, Chad likes Sandra, Sandra likes Ed, Chad's mad at Ed. Uh-huh. Uh, Chad's about to hit him. Can't. Ed gives Chad some alone time. And Chad realizes that he has feelings for his new sidekick. And he sings, I don't want to. Sure. And this is, this still, could be an 11 o'clock number. It's not. Uh-huh. But it's lovely. It is. Um, And he comes to grips with the fact that he might be in love with a man and his sidekick. Sure. In another part of the fairgrounds, Mary Matilda enters. Progressive. Followed, as always, by the silent Sheriff Earl, and she vows to bring the roustabout down and sings Devil in Disguise. So, interestingly, this song in the original was in the first act somewhere. It really makes no sense. Oh, and then she sang Jailhouse Rock in the second act. Oh, what? Sure, it's crazy. So, she sings Devil in Disguise, which is just the number about... Oh, gosh, it's so It's like the churchy number. It's very fun. Um, Heartbroken Jim wanders around and runs into Sylvia who is wearing her best Sunday dress. It's fun. Sylvia, we the way we did it, and I, I would do this again, um, she's not frumpy in the beginning of the show, but she's, like, no nonsense. She's, like, running a diner, so she's yeah. in, like, an apron and a dress and whatever. When we meet her again in the second act, Hottie. she is, like, dolled up. Like, Hottie. hair blown out, dress, you know, just looks beautiful. And so uh, he wonders what she's doing out there this time of night, and she confesses her newfound feelings for him, and she sings, There's Always Me. Also could be an 11 o'clock number, but it's not. And this is where Sylvia gets to go ham. Go off. Sure, it's a beautiful, it's such a good... Guys, I know we've like said this a thousand times. It's such a good song. But it's such a good song. It's such... It's arranged so well. Yeah. Uh, and your person singing, Sylvia singing it, gets to just bop it out. Like, it's great. Yeah. Um, despite the circumstances, Jim can't handle this revelation, and he runs away. <sighs> In another part of the grounds, Dean and Lorraine plan to catch the morning train out of town, but Chad convinces them to stay and fight for their love, and they sing If I Can Dream. This is, like, another funny one where, in the original, um, they flew in pigs riding motorcycles from, like, 
pigs? I believe so. From the rafters. We didn't do that. We just had them sing. Like it when was pigs lovely. fly? I think so. Sure. We didn't do that. We just had them sing, but it's another really good arrangement. It's uh-huh. Uh, and another powerful one. Everyone comes, like, it's a full ensemble yeah. number. Uh, sure. In the center of the fairgrounds, Matilda gathers the townspeople to bo- to find both her son and arrest Chad. But Chad en- enters with Dean and Lorraine. Earl speaks for the first time because he basically, sure, this is very Once Upon a Mattress, where the king finally stands up to the wife and silences her. Uh, he stands up to her and says, you gotta stop. And he professes his love to Matilda. In her newfound acceptance of young love, Dean and Lorraine are allowed to be together. And Jim realizes it's actually Sylvia that he's loved and can't help falling in love reprise. We also find out, and that's this is not in here. I was going to say, uh, you have to explain the... Sure, we also find out that Matilda slept with a musician. And that is the unknown father to Dean. And that's why she's out... She got her heart broken. And like that's why the, she like outlawed a, all the like music an, and stuff. Like a musician from a the wrong about. side of the tracks. That's right. That's... Yeah, that's the whole thing. That's right. Who, yeah. Yeah. You got anything? Nope. Okay. Uh, so, Chad confesses his love for Ed, which is very... <laughs> where he's like, I'm doing it, and I don't care. I'm in love with Ed. And everyone's like, oh! Then... Ed takes off his hat and reveals to everyone that he's actually Natalie. Chad is blown away where he's like, what? And leaves town. Dennis and Sandra realize they have a common love for Shakespeare and subsequently fall in love with each other. This is the last one night with you reprise in which they're like, a kindred spirit. Well, and the thing that they figure out also is that like, uh, the reason that Sandra fell in love with Ed is because Ed brings the sonnet. But the sonnet was really from Dennis. The sonnet was from Dennis and Dennis like picked it out originally. so. So they find their mutual intellect and off they go. Well, because she talks about how like everybody in the town is like a dumb like, nobody hicks. appreciates... They're like dumb hicks. Yeah, dumb hicks know. who don't appreciate, like, the fine Correct. things and the art. And then she talks to Dennis Correct. and it's, like, very funny. Um, everybody is in love and decides, I think, they're going to go get married. And they all kind of leave stage. It's a place to get everyone off stage and go change. Uh, left alone with her father, Natalie sings of her feeling... Uh, of falling in love with Chad and sing Fools Fall in Love. This is Natalie's kind of big number. This is the actual 11 o'clock number. Sure. But she, like, cleans off her face and sings this number. And then at the very end, everybody comes back in for this triple wedding. Jim, Jim and Sylvia are getting married. Matilda and Earl and Dennis and Sandra with uh, flower girl bridesmaid Lorraine. Uh, everybody's getting ready to go through the wedding when Chad interrupts and comes back and declares his love for Natalie. Uh, and it's a very funny thing where he's like, sometimes you could be Ed if you want to put the hat back on. Like, I don't know, like, you know, and it's a really, this is like, this is why I did love this show. It's a weirdly empowering moment because Natalie decides to not go with him. She's like, I don't need you to leave this town. I need me and I'm going to go on these adventures. And if you want to come, that's great. But I don't need you to have these. I don't need you to create adventure for me. I can make it on my own. And so she's like, I don't need you. I'm going to go off on my own. And it puts him in this position where he's like, do you need a sidekick? I'll be your sidekick. And everything is reversed. After some persuasion, Natalie agrees to make Chad her sidekick. Everybody gets married in the midst of burn and love. And that is your closer. And it is... Excellent. Sure, it's a banger. Sure it is. They're all bangers. Here's what I'm going to say, though. Um, Some shows, I think, don't do this well. But this show, the pacing and the placement of all the songs are really good. We've talked about it. Like, when we did Mamma Mia, we talked about how the whole second act is just a bunch of ballads there's a lot of ballads in this but it's broken up enough i think where it's good like it's definitely the ballads have like drive and energy though correct and they move the plot along yeah um and it goes to each person uh burning love is great and and that's it and then you do bows and then you do a fun burning uh burning love tag yeah no come on everybody tag yeah and that's it we had you all run out the back and then back around and it was energetic and the crowd was on their feet clapping and that was the show and it was fun it's like i said go listen to the soundtrack i might post some clips you can find some clips online and stuff but like i think this is one of the most underrated shows that i am always sad does not have more yeah uh, interest and uh, notoriety because i think it's revive this show it's so good everyone loves elvis right now revive it the score alone. Agreed. 
deserves even even the like transitional cross music it's just so good it's good it's and it just keeps so it going sure i'm very excited to do the show actually i'm excited for you to do it sure i i think i would like to sure i'm excited I, because i think it's such a fun show and candidly i didn't get to direct it the first time oh my around, gosh your so. kids are gonna have so much fun they might I don't know. We'll see. Here's the the only no. here's the thing. The only thing that they have against them potentially, like nothing really, but like is I've done it the before. Comparison. Yeah, and I love. But here's the thing. It will be so different. Oh, for uh, sure. And like I said, I didn't direct the first one, so Correct. that's the thing too. Where there are choices, I wouldn't change anything. Like I think Michelle did an amazing job. I would not change a single thing about no, how no, we no. did it. You wouldn't now, change it for that show, but correct. you will change it for this, correct. and you will change it for your kids, and it, it will it will just be different. Sure, we won't have a ten foot. Sure, probably. No, my parents are all too scared. They got scared when we did like a seven footer. They're like, I think we need more supports. I'm like, why? I don't it's think just... we do. Okay, well, sure. If any parents are I'm listening, used to it. you'll be okay. I'm used to We've it. So. Never I, ten years of this. I haven't lost anybody. Correct. Uh. It's also, like, sure, I don't know, this is, um, sure. It's, it's, well, there's a thing on Wikipedia that just is controversy, and I was like, what? Because they address all of that, but apparently when it was tried to, when it was done in Utah, there was discussion, and they had to do some minor edits to the Presley songs and scene changes to reduce its sexuality. Whatever. Utah. Ooh, Lauren, put an effect here. Utah. Boo. Sure, make it echoey. Uh, no, uh, listen, I, like I said, I... Just kidding, not boo to Utah, but, like... Uh, I mean, a little. Relax. I feel fine about it. Uh, it is also, to me, I love the instrumentation. It's a nice, simple band. You gotta read one, two, and three. Two trumpets, a trombone, a bass, two guitars, organ, piano, bam, you're in and you're out, drums. Done. Yep. Uh, didn't get nominated for a lot. <laughs> Some Drama Desk Awards, but, uh, like I said, I think... Sure, if you don't know Cheyenne Jackson, he's gone on to do... He's in the, like, Ryan Murphy world, and he was on Glee and some other stuff. Sure. But he's, like, a... He's a... Good-looking guy. of a guy. He, he really He is. also is in one of my other favorite shows, Xanadu. Sure. Uh, and plays Sonny. He's great. And, like I said, this show is really fun. Um, and just the just listen to it. You don't even have to watch it. Oh, no. It's one you of don't, those... I mean, here's the thing. You... In a way where we always say we don't support bootlegs... Uh, just dis- listen to it. Disclaimer, we don't. Just that. listen to it. Uh, I'm going to tell you. And you'll be more than, I mean. When we do musicals. Yes. A lot of times, I cannot listen to that soundtrack. Like ever again. <laughs> no, usually, but no, I know. Honestly, but... usually for about a year. I have to take a sure. time out for about a year. Um, because I'm listening to it so much in pre-production course, and then course, during the course. show. This show, I still had it on right after we finished it. Because sure. the music is so good. It really is good. Um, sure, I love it so much. I, it's just, I, it's just really so good. Sure, some fun facts. We talked a little bit about, uh, we talked a little bit about the hat missing. Our lead would also severely sprain her ankle with Woo! three days to go till opening, uh, sliding down a pole, landing funny, sure, and sprained her ankle. We put her in the back of a car and sent her on her way. There was, uh, sure, I don't know. We maybe have talked about this, but uh, sure, this is like the spill your secret. Sure, my company's over now. It doesn't matter, but. Um, we put her in the car, and I remember we were all, like, you know, keeping a strong face about it, and everybody's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? My mind immediately was like, can she do it in a wheelchair? Like, we just wheel her around, and it's fine. You know, we, we're community theater. We don't have, like, understudies and yep. backups and things like that. Yep. I remember hearing a rumor that within the cast, people were like, I can do the part. And I was like, no, 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 no. Well, sure. I maybe don't need to spill. I don't need to rat anybody out. Basically, don't use names. I will not use names. Me and one other girl got told. Sure, by a dumb dumb, I think. By an adult. Sure. Yeah, but not one that had any power to make any decisions. Uh, basically, they were like, "One of you." Yeah, like, no. Does one of you know the part well enough that you think you could do it? And we were both like, "What?" Sure. Just to be super clear, neither one of us was like, um, excuse me, um, we both are ready. Like, we can, like, that did <laughs> not Rachel happen. okay? Because if she's not, I'm, No, that did not on. happen. Sure. We, that, oh, well, 100% did not. We were all very worried for sure. Rachel. We were all very concerned about the show. <laughs> sure. 
The only discussion is I think somebody volunteered to step up during a rehearsal oh, to sure, take sure, her sure. spot in a specific so song so that we could keep running the show. Sure, because it sure that did happen. That is the thing that uh, I remember specifically. Okay. Is I jumped well, in and said, I said, if you need me to, I can sing the song so, so we that we going. can keep going. Sure. I'm going to tell you, you're very precocious and helpful. At, I'm just young saying. Age. Uh, an adult is the one who was like, yeah, no adult. Who's going to step sure, up which to, is hilarious to do the part. Because not an adult in our staff, just an adult in the show. But uh, it's a funny thing because, so you, I don't know if you, so we were like keeping the brave front where we're yep. just like, everything is fine. No, I've heard this story And before. then I like went into a corner and collapsed into a pile and just was like fetal position. Yeah. And Heidi Weichel, who again, to her credit, and she has always been this way, probably because of how many siblings she has, whatever. Uh, I think 21 was like, Karen, you have to get it together. And I was like, you're right. I do. You're right. And I like got up <laughs> and I don't like I, nobody at the time knew. That we were, like, internally freaking out, I don't think. Yeah. Because we kept... I think we kept a pretty good front of, like, everything will be fine. No. Don't worry. She's, she's just going to go. She's They're going to look go, at it. It'll see. be good. We're and just going to keep going. To her credit, she came back and performed. Oh my gosh, and you would Rachel. never have known. Oh, my gosh. It was insane. Sure. You would never have known. You guys wrapped that baby up. Sure, we did. And we were like, get out there. And <laughs> the only thing that's noticeable, at least on the, like, recorded version, is... The, she did not strap her... She has character shoes on in the last scene. Yep. And she did not strap the character shoes on the one foot. Fair enough. And we were like, sure. And I don't know. That could have honestly been a timing thing because she has a quick change Maybe. during that. But I was like, eh. And she ca- things where she was like leaping and dancing was like, a boo. <laughs> like, just like, yeah. I'm just going to spin instead. Like, Cause some of that happen- went away. It happened Tuesday of show week. Okay. So it was for all the shows that she was... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I had it in my head that a couple of, like, it happened. I knew that it didn't happen during a show, but for no. some reason, I had it in my head that it, nope. anyway. It was Tuesday of show week. And the thing where we, like, went through all the scenarios, we were like, can she just stand on stage? You know what I mean? Where we're like, she just doesn't dance, but she just is on stage and people come to her. Or, like, how do we, what yeah. do we do? Yeah. So, uh, that was kind of, that was the drama. Sure, that was the drama of that show in which I was like, ah, why? Sure. But it ended up being absolutely fine. Um, yeah. It's it's a show that, like I said, I it holds, like, a special place to me just in general for, like, a million reasons. But it's just a good show. Yeah. Like, even if we hadn't done it or whatever, it, it would be – here's the thing. I'm glad we did because it's now made me see, like, a thousand versions of it. Uh-huh. But if we hadn't done it, I would have been so sad because there's no place – like. It's not a thing where you're like, well, we've never done Les Mis, but it tours every year, so we'll go see it. Yeah. It's like, where would we have found this to go see? No. We wouldn't have. So, in that way, I'm, like, very grateful that we performed it and did all the things, and yeah. I'm grateful to have been exposed to it. Yeah. It's a great soundtrack. Sure. Great, great, Spread the word, my friends. If I were ever to start a cult, it might be around this musical. Sure. Some argued I did start a cult. Well. I've been told on several occasions by different people of different groups that I would be a very charismatic cult leader. Sure. So let's... Okay, so on a scale of, uh, you know, if we're talking about this show, on a scale of zero leather jackets to seven leather jackets, what would you give it? Seven. Sure, I give it a leather pantsuit. <laughs> I expand out of the jacket only. Uh, sure, it's great. I think it's there are no in- flaws. I Like, genuinely... I know. I'm trying to. Think. What would I change? Nothing. I'm trying to think of any. I Characters, great music. Good. Music. Good. Good. Fun. Storyline. Good. Ensemble. Um, ensemble heavy. Great. It's just good. It's just good. No, it, this is an interesting Seven. show. Nobody carries it. Like Chad's your lead, and he's probably in the most. Well, but Natalie's for the most your lead. For, well, yeah, but Chad sings more than Natalie. In my opinion. Sure, I agree. I don't disagree. But that's the thing, though, is like you have leads, but everybody's no, in but every everybody's, song like there's yeah. there it's not a it's not a show <clears throat> like um like phantom where you're like christine phantom Rowell, woo like it's yeah lots of people are in it uh and so yeah it's i think it's a i think it's one it's close to a perfect show to me yeah for me uh okay uh sure well guys after this schwindy will no longer be on the show 
Bye. Just kidding. I think we've got her lined up for a couple more while she's home. Uh, Lauren will be back, though. Sure, and... I won't be the co-host anymore. I'll just be back to guest status. That's correct. Uh, luckily, I'm so rock steady and I'm here for everything. Sure. Uh, just kidding. I have less job responsibilities than Lauren. No, mm. I have just as many. Sure. Uh, different, very different job responsibilities. Sure. Did you guys know I have a day job? Let's not talk about it. Anyway, uh, sure. You can find us at all our socials at Downstage Podcast. No, at Downstage what? Left PC. I, for- I forget. At Downstage Left PC on all the socials. We might add a TikTok here soon. Sure. We're working it out. We're thinking about it. Sure. We're videotaping right now because sure, it's we might make a- all your yawns. A podcast. Uh, listen, uh, listeners. It's late, late at night. Sure. In a way where normally this podcast gets recorded. For like 10 o'clock in the morning. It, like in the in the morning slash afternoon. Sure. Uh, it is late, late evening at night. time. This is when we're available. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Sure. Happy Thanksgiving date, Eve. To date this podcast. This will come out not before like Thanksgiving. December. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, whatever you celebrate. Anyway. Uh, sure. Happy Downstairs holidays, PC. Downstairs Love Podcast. Uh, dot com. The website is up and banging, and you can find us on our socials. You can find us. Like, do a little work. Okay. It's good for you. Um, I'm gonna say we did it. Sure did. And I'm gonna say exit stage left, uh, pursued by a rover and roustabout. Ooh.